Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. There is another Studio Neat product. Uh, at the moment, actually, I was just thinking, are you currently, I guess this is, I think I know the answer to this, like selling more products than you've ever sold before? Like number of SKUs? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, yeah, definitely. I'm sure we that's gone up and down things. over time, right? But uh, There was a long time where we didn't discontinue. The only thing we discontinued was like old versions of the glyph. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now we've actually started discontinuing some things, mostly the cocktail stuff. Basically all the cocktail stuff is now gone. Um, And so, yeah, definitely. Especially because in terms of like how it matters to us, like when you talk about like the Mark one pin, that's like four skews. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so it's just like, you know, the things we've been doing lately have like variations and stuff. And so it, it's even more skews. Um, so yeah, no, definitely our list. We have a little dashboard thing that shows the inventory of all of our warehouses and stuff. And that, that little dashboard list is getting longer and longer. <laughs> you know, before I ask you what I was going to ask you, mentioning the, the Mark 1. So I got my blue one, which is awesome. Oh, uh, oh cool. Took me about a week before I realized there was a blue refill in it. Yeah. <laughs> I just hadn't paid attention to it when I was using it. And then one day I was like, I looked at the page, right? I was just looking, I was like, hang on a minute. And then realized, like, nice touch, nice touch. Yeah. Put a blue reef yeah. in there. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so the Pano Pad is a new product. Uh, people can probably guess uh, what it is. is a pad version of the Pano Book. But you have done something that I think is a little bit different to a lot of the products that exist um, in in this category, mm-hmm. which is that you've gone with sticky note, big sticky note. Yeah. What was the thinking behind behind that? Because like you know, like a lot of these are like, um, you know, maybe you would do a perforation or you would have it just glued on the edge, right? You just tear yeah. it off when you're done with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you decided to go the sticky sticky back uh, option. Well, when we first uh, thought about it, we assumed it would be like a glue thing, like where mm-hmm. there's like a glue strip on the back and you like rip it and then you end up with that tall like glue, glue thing that's hang, just like thing. yeah. A glue, a glue flange. A glue, <laughs> glue flange. <laughs> that's the technical term, by the way, like maybe for the uninitiated. <laughs> the glue flanges. Uh, and then I think when we actually got around to, because we had the idea for a long time before we made it, and then when we got around to actually making it, we just found out that we could actually do like a sticky, like we could actually do sticky note. So we're like, oh, that's perfect because there's no, the thing is so low profile and if it's sitting in between you and your keyboard, you want it to be like nothing poking up, like no, you know, nothing weird on it. And so that's why we like the sticky note thing just because even if you don't use it as a sticky note uh it's just the most efficient way to Mm. stack a piece of paper and keep it you know like organized basically because i guess otherwise like i've I've seen some products like just you you kind of design a thing you know yeah you know which can add more physical size or overhead and it's just a choice uh that that you would go through i guess yeah, we just wanted it to be really low profile, mm-hmm. and I and the reason and I don't Dan, you don't really use the panel pad, right? 
Uh, I mean, I'm working through a pano book currently, so yeah. uh, I haven't had Dan to, hates pano pad. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah, and I don't really use the pano book. Garbage product for garbage people. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's me. I'm a garbage people. Uh, I. L- I, I like to just like, ha- I'm not precious about, like I want to, I use it as a scratch pad and mm-hmm. that's what I want. And so, um, yeah, so I just want it really thin and like not any like fluff or anything. Yeah. So, I mean, it's nice. It's, it's, it's cool that we can do both. Like if you want, if you're someone who likes to keep your notes and that kind of thing, then a panel book is great. But if you just want like need a scratch pad thing, the panel pad is like also really good. So I actually it, really like that the two of you uh, choose on like gravitate to one or the other because it's made a it's made a point that I wanted to make, which is I love the panel book. The panel pad does not work for me. Yeah, because it's yeah, just I not mean, what I'm looking for. Like yeah. from from that, like I like a bit of structure, like physical structure, which the panel yeah. pad doesn't really have because it is just like a it's it's a smart idea right it's a very large sticky note and like the idea being because i'm sure you have a lot of customers a lot of customers that use this for like wireframes and design stuff and yeah. the idea of being able to stick that on the whiteboard i'm sure or whatever like would be very very useful mm-hmm. yeah yeah and me like i uh if i'm doing sketching where it's something i'd want to keep or refer to i almost always do it on an ipad and so yeah. for me, any sketching I'm doing, well, I do a ton of sketching that's like just thinking. Mm-hmm. And um, so when if when I was using a panel book before this existed, my panel books like I could throw away because I don't, there's nothing I really want to keep in them. It's not, it's all like just like day to day stuff or like sketches or whatever that aren't important to yep. me. Mine will get recyc- it, recycled. Like I don't keep them. Yeah. Either. Like they're just gone when I'm done with them. So you, but you, so you just like having though a bigger, like a more structure or something? I just like the physical structure of it yeah, a sure. little bit more. I can't, I, I, like, I, I can't really explain what it is. I, that's just how I, how I like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, so anyway, so it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's great that we, I think it's awesome that we can have both um, because yeah, then we can just, people can pick and choose. It's, it's really weird having like lines of products. Like we've never really had a full like line of product. Mm-hmm. And now it really feels like we have a line of stationary products. Mm-hmm. And it feels uh, like, you know, from, from people that I know that do this stuff and I obviously know many, and I'm hoping to try and get to this point myself in the future. Paper products, it's actually pretty easy to build a line from. Because yeah. you do a lot of the hard work for the first couple of products. And then yeah. there are a lot of like natural evolutions you can make from it that once you understand how to do it, it, it doesn't require as much heavy lifting, right? Yeah, or like have the supplier or, you know. Blah, blah, exactly, blah. So, yeah. 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 So yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot. I mean, we, I don't know, I'm trying to think when we like actually made the order for these pano pads, but it was a long, long time ago. Let me see. I can actually look it up. It's a scary long time ago. It's probably like, <laughs> Why? A, like a year. Why has it been so long? I mean, I mean, there could be obvious reasons, but well, they were done for a long time, and we were waiting to launch them until they were in the warehouse because right. we wanted to launch it and then ship right away, and then. Um, and it took a while for them to freight from China to 
there. And then it took the development was actually kind of long, like harder than we thought because there was some issue with the sticky note leaving or the sticky stuff leaving residue mm -hmm. because of the paper. And there were just some other things. Yeah, I'm looking here at the PO, the initial PO for these panel pads. It was uh, it was July 16th, 2020. So it was a year. Wow. <laughs> it took to get these actually like sold. We could have done it. I mean, we could have sold them in uh, like December, mm -hmm. like they were ready. But we just just for reasons, basically, we just mm -hmm. kind of kept pushing it. Um, oh, and you have the tote pad min a tote book mini now. Mm. Yeah, so we launched two products at once. We launched yeah. the Pano Pad and the Tote Book Mini at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that was another part of why it took a while because we were also kind of syncing up the Tote Book Mini. And so the Tote Book Mini is literally just like a pocket-sized version of the Tote Book. Yeah. Um, and it comes in a three-pack instead of a two-pack. And um, But it's the same otherwise, like same paper, same cover, binding the there's not like quad perforation in the back there's just like a normal perforation but um otherwise it's like the same so yeah so we really do we have like you know we have kind of a full a full, full line we just need sweet to, yeah we should make like a leather bound like uh you know like fountain pen a notebook and then we'll be all done you know a leather bound fountain pen <laughs> i'm just kidding what is that <laughs> <laughs> just some the, i was just like thinking about like what are the bounds of like having like a full stationary at product line and it's like some sort of like well at some point like, at some point you have to make a fountain pen at some point we'll right. get there that's, that's what so i so said the the uh <laughs> i was talking to a, com a mutual friend of ours brad dowdy and he commended the 3.5 by 5.5 inch size of the top mm. book mini because uh, that is like the size of a field notes notebook and yeah, it right. is not a standardized size in such as field notes made it that way so a lot of people make it that way but as a mm -hmm. mini like size notebook like a pocket notebook it is the perfect size for a pocket yeah we, we we did a lot of uh cycles with that yeah, yeah. well and the other thing is tricky is we we ha we, ha we have this kind of policy where if we have a dot grid we don't want it to seem like there was this huge sheet of dot grid paper and then the page would just randomly cut out of the dot grid. Like we want the dot grid to have right. a margin around it that's even. And Nicely so we're aligned. kind of constrained by the size of the book by the the increment of the dot grid, like five mm. millimeters. Mm -hmm. So we we went through several options of just being like, okay, should it be taller and skinny? Should we, you know, but we had a kind of had chunks that we had to put it in, you know, um, just because this like how many. This is like how um, displays are made. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, a little bit bigger resolution, but sure. Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, or lesser resolution, I guess. Um, so, yeah, no, we like, I we totally like the, uh, the wider and it feels like that's what it should be like when we were kind of deciding this we would just show or i just showed like several like three different options we were deciding between between yeah. just like my mom and my wife and i think like our nanny at the time or whatever and everyone agreed that the one we picked was the right one like it was pretty like oh no it's this one about for sure right. 3.5 yeah. by 5.5 it's small enough but it's not too small mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of yeah. funny like the picture of the two of them together like the mini is not that much smaller than the regular when you put them together like that, but it feels so different when you're using it. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? It's like yeah. 
Yeah. Like it's, I mean, the tote book is like a, you know, it's a four year bag. It's like mm -hmm. skinny and like small, but are thin and small. But yeah, no, the, this is a good pocket size. So yeah, with, uh, it's good. It's nice to have a little family, a little family of products. So Mike, we'll, what uh, is this product line missing? Where are the gaps? What do we need to do next? Hmm. In paper? Yeah. I think like a bound, I think like a book bound. An actual, yeah, like that's, that's what I would say. Like a cloth, hardcover, like hardcover. Yeah. 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 That's what I was kind of joking with the fountain pen. I think something or like leather bound. I think something that's like. Because I'm sure you guys uh, hear it too, right? Like people want a hard cover version. You might, yeah. I would assume you hear that every now and then. People want like, a, they don't like the soft cover. I like soft cover. I think soft cover mm -hmm. is superior for this type of product, but also mm -hmm. hear from people who would prefer a hard cover. Yeah. But I think that that might be it, right? Like a nice, as, as Tom said, like a book bound, mm -hmm. more, you know, like a, a much better quality Moleskine, you know? Yeah, like, like an archive, like, a archive -like yeah. quality thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that actually reminds me. I don't know if we ever talked about on the panel book, you know, the sleeve that we had for a long time was just, it was nice paper, but it was nice, thick, just paper, like cardstock paper. But when we changed manufacturers, we could do uh, a literal, like, hard case. So now the panel book comes in, like, a hard case. Really? It, like a, a yeah, like a case that's a actually, like, a proper slip like, case. What yeah, is it like made if you, from? Car, like cardboard like wrapped with paper so like if you think ah, about um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'm if you bought I'm a following. really nice uh like a like a art book that was like cloth bound like mm -hmm. case bound book and then it came with the slip case that was really thick like two or three millimeters thick like thing that's what it comes with it comes in that um and so that's nice because it really it like really elevates the like what it feels like oh this feels like you know mm -hmm. something like really archival and we could do it because the cost was this like this the same like it, it made sense because like changing manufacturers made it way cheaper and then the they could do the like wrapped case bound thing like much like like they could actually do it um, mm -hmm. cheaply so so that was a that was a cool change it kind of like emphasizes that the pano book like really can be like an archival thing if you like want it to be um mm -hmm. so yeah so i feel like yeah the missing thing is like a like a bigger sheet like a full size sheet paper like notebook or something or like maybe a little bit bigger than the tote book or mm. that's like hard cover cloth bound or something we also haven't uh explored any like blank sketchbook type uh notebooks yeah. would be like a which would be a different avenue i mean my favorite notebook when i was in school was actually the watercolor moleskin notebook because i just love the super thick super toothy paper even though I was not doing watercolors on it or even like sketching it, I was just using it as a notebook for like notes in class. But there's something to me really appealing about that kind of paper in certain instances. So it might be fun to like explore something in that territory. But who knows if our well, the issue you'd have that. there though is you'd be starting over again because you'd need to find the right paper again. Right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's for that's sure. that, and that would be the problem. From again, like I agree that's another another interesting place to go down, but that then you do lose some of the gains, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. panel book can easily become the panel pad because you've learned from that. And then you could also create the tote book because you'd learn from that. And then the mm-hmm. mini, mm-hmm. and they're all the same paper. It's the same, a lot of, not all, but a lot of the same processes, that kind of stuff. But then if you're moving mm-hmm. in something sketchbook related, you've got to start the paper search process again. Uh-huh. I could say I could totally yeah I don't know if, I don't know if we'll do a sketchbook who knows but I could totally see us doing like a you know like a just a little bit bigger and then hardcover bound with the same leatherette material that we use for the tote book and stuff and then the same inner pages like that could be totally yeah. good it's made for that so it could totally work oh, yeah. a nice case or something who knows who knows we got a we have some pins to make and we got. Got a whole thing. How is the pens um, process? Well, uh, Mark II is, they're just finishing, they're polishing. Now, they're on to the polishing phase of everything. <laughs> so they're like, it's probably like halfway through the polishing, it seems like. Um, and it's pretty labor intensive. But uh, yeah, so soon, hopefully soon, we're looking at, you know, they say, they give us ranges like seven to 10 days, but it's hard to know, like, you know. And the, and they're usually wrong. Like they they're usually wrong longer. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but there are you know they're like definitely doing it. So I don't think they'll be yeah. way off. Yeah. So um, we're just trying to like just see until you know what's going like what's exactly going to happen with the polishing. But then after that, uh, it should be done. Parts yeah. should be coming well, away. Well, yeah. So just to clarify, like they're go- they'll be done. They'll send us the parts. But then there's the second phase to happen, which is the seracoding of the sleeves and the PVDing of half of the bodies, the bodies that have the black PVD coating. And so basically, once we get the parts and, you know, make sure everything is good, we'll send those off to the disparate places to have those processes done. And we can kind of start assembling the silver bodies because those don't have an additional process applied to them so we can be like working on that and doing some other tasks uh and then as you know the sleeves start trickling back we can you know assemble those and perhaps start shipping some of the silver and uh black pens um or silver body black sleeve uh as we wait for the black pvd ones to come back so it's gonna be it's definitely like all of our pen kickstarters it's gonna be like a batched process where we're shipping uh over a period of a few weeks Mm -hmm. rather than you know shipping all 1500 in two days or whatever it's not gonna be like that yeah so I guess it feels like feels like the end is starting to approach. Yeah, I sure hope. I mean, I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless there's some surprise, which it would be tragic. But I, yeah, I think uh, it definitely feels like the end. It'll be really nice to like sell, like have this behind us, and be like able to just like have it as part of the repertoire, and um, so that would be good. And um, yeah, we're excited. I mean, we're looking forward to a lot of like we have like a traffic jam of like product ideas that we're like <laughs> trying to work through. So, um, so that would be good. And really, this Mark II was is really kind of holding up a lot of stuff because we don't want to launch another Kickstarter until it's done. And you know, it's just like we we know that there's going to be this big time thing that happens when you know when we're assembling and stuff. So we're kind of just like trying to birth this thing out and then <laughs> keep going. <laughs> That's a very interesting way of putting that. 
<laughs> well, that's what it's like. It's like, you know, I mean, it's not the same as labor, I guess, but <laughs> but it uh, it definitely feels like, come on, let's go. Yeah. So. And this one feels like it's been at the finish line for a while. Like, you know, like a long the finish line and then like got lost yeah. and went out. backwards a little bit. And Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. So be good to, uh, to really be done. Not a gold um, medal winner, the Mark II. That's right. <laughs> Participation award. Game <laughs> um, uh. Considering you've warmed up your vocal cords, <laughs> yeah, Tom, is it time for a dance tag corner? Oh, oh man. Okay, I wasn't expecting this, but I guess I'll perform on demand. Yeah. Uh. You are requested. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, ASMR. it's like a jazz version. I, yeah, okay, that worked for me. That was good. Uh, I Can I make a request from Dan, the dance tech corner list? Have, of course. iPods for free. iPads, uh. iPods for Oh, I remember free. this. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. Do you have any idea what this is, Mike? How old do you think I am? <laughs> we're not that different in age <laughs> well i don't know if they had them in the uk though yeah was it a uk thing too oh, oh wait right. what are we talking about oh, you tell me what okay. it is then because my thought is this is so, one of those things where it was like the ads that would pop up and be like get an ipod the, for free is that what we're talking maybe. about maybe uh well i don't know if the ads were pointing to what i'm gonna talk about so okay. this it, this is not i guess this is kind of dex dan's tech corner but it's also kind of just like dan's reminiscing corner nostalgia corner i already have dan shower thoughts so this is just adding to my catalog of corners um Showers this is corner? just this is one of my favorite uh just like internet memories is I th- i'm pretty sure i was in high it was either late high school or early college uh these websites started popping up and they were like there are many of them and the urls were all like ipods for free or mm-hmm. get an ipod for like free, free ipod or, or that kind of stuff free yeah. ipods.com various urls like that and you go to the website and they're like kind of sketchy looking. And basically the premise is here's a series of offers and an offer is basically you have to sign up for something, some uh, like software as a service thing or, or some like membership thing. You have to sign up for it. Mm-hmm. And then you have to get five of your friends to sign up for an offer too. And then if you do that, we will send you a free iPod in the mail. Yeah. Now, this to me sounds like a pyramid scheme or <laughs> something like that. So there is no reason for anyone to visit, any sensible person to like visit one of these sites and think, oh, this will work. Like I, I believe in the, the validity of this website and I'm going to get a free iPod uh, by doing these offers. But... Um, these sites, I guess, existed in the time of the, you know, the early internet and message boards and kind of the wisdom of crowds. And it somehow got out that, uh, yes, these sites actually do work. They're not scams. If you, if you do the offers and get five friends to do the offers, uh, then you can get an iPod. Here's a picture of the iPod that they sent me in the mail. And so what was cool is everyone was, uh, kind of grouping together, A, to 
um, suss out which offers were the easiest to do, which were the cheapest to do. Um, and then there was also this uh, kind of community that sprung up of like, hey, I haven't yet created an account on get an iPod for free.com. So if you need me to do an offer, like we can trade offers or something where you can do one for me and I'll do one for you. <laughs> and so it was kind of amazing because it was something that seems so sketchy, but it indeed actually worked. So I did this. I got a fourth generation wow. 20 gigabot iPod for free. And I did a different one and I got an iPod mini that oh I gave God. to my sister as a graduation gift. And then I did a third one and I got an iPod shuffle that I gave to like my dad as a birthday present or something. And then I like tapped out because I was kind of exhausted from a lot of doing, doing all those offers. But it and was now just like it, your personal information has only been sold 26,000 <laughs> times. <it's> everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, You've only been in nine data breaches this week. <laughs> But it was just, it was one of those random memories that popped in my head where it's just like, wow, I cannot believe this is like the type of thing you see and just the uh, sirens go off and it's like, scam, scam, pyramid scheme, do not do this. I always thought that they were fake. And and this is weird to me that it's only been in the last couple of months that I've actually found out that they were real. I've, I listened, I don't remember, but a podcast somewhere mentioned them. And now you're, now Mm. you are the first person Mm -hmm. that I know that has ever actually redeemed one of these things. And and but wait, so was this like 2006? Six, five? No, four? it was 2004, 2003, 2004, maybe 2005. Uh, yeah, that was. The I remember era. you. I think I did one for you or something. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> you might have. I something. might have roped you in. Yeah. So the thing. So one of the most. So the to me the easiest offer was signing up for Blockbuster Video. Like they created a oh, uh, yeah. a Netflix competitor. Getting DVDs in the mail. And so what I would say is, okay, sign up for this thing. Uh, I will, like, either cancel it for you or, uh, like, give me your account detail. Or I'll, like, warn you to cancel it. And then you'll just, as a payment for signing up for this, you get a a month of movies that you can rent like on me essentially. And so it, I, it made me feel less guilty about forcing my friends to sign up for things. Cause it's like, well, you get to rent movies for free for a month. So, uh, that was, that's probably the one you did, Tom. Uh, yeah. I think I remember. Yeah. Earlier in our relationship too, I'm pretty sure. And I, yeah. but it was like, not a pro like, I completely had forgotten about this. And then when you, <laughs> I saw iPods for free, I just wave and nostalgia hit me. That's incredible. Uh, so yeah. the Blockbuster thing was also related to the iPods for free? Yeah, that was one of the, one offers, of the offers that you could do. Yeah. So there were a bunch of weird ones that were obviously of no interest, like uh, like a training. I, I forget. There's just a bunch of weird stuff that's like, oh, you just have to sign up for it and cancel. And some of them were like annoying where you had to cancel like over the phone and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there was varying levels of difficulty. And that's what this whole kind of community cropped up to suss out as like oh this one's really annoying to cancel don't do that one but this blockbuster one is super easy so if they have that available you should do that one and so you kind of figure out what the easy offers are i feel like we should set up like stationary for free yeah and just like we'll get <laughs> so, a bunch of friends together and we'll all just like make people sign I up think, to our mailing lists I think we forget, though, in 2004, what the internet was and how mm-hmm. 
naive of a place it was. I just looked up when Gmail launched. Mm-hmm. Gmail launched on April 1st, 2004. Mm-hmm. And it feels like that, like that's not really that long ago, but it feels like so long ago mm-hmm. in such a naive time. I remember getting on the beta of Gmail yeah. in high school. <laughs> and it's just like at that time I was like doing like flash programming and like the, the you know, the internet and like pirating software, you know, yeah. it's like, like it's such a, yeah. Facebook, Facebook was still like, uh, limited to specific universities. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it get, gained workplaces. Right. Was like, but you yeah. had to have yeah. like, if you didn't have a at something, something, uh, email address, you just couldn't sign yeah. up for Facebook. Right. So this, you know, so I feel like this, like, I, although it's like, uh, it feels so obvious now that that would be like such a impossible thing to actually work. Mm-hmm. Back then, I feel like there was more magic on the internet where it's yeah. like, well, maybe you can do this. Like, I don't understand how any of these companies are working or making money. Because the thing you know, was, so the thing was then, the difference between then and now, my expectation would be is that uh, advertising just didn't really exist yeah. on the internet. So yeah. it was all affiliate-based. Everything was affiliate-based because it was the only way mm. you can make stuff work because mm. Facebook didn't exist yet, right? Like yeah. they, and, they were, and for the longest time, Facebook had no ads because they didn't know how to make any money. Uh, yeah. And so it, it took oh, that yeah. for all of this stuff to change. So you now you can't get a free iPod because this like affiliate marketing stuff just doesn't really exist anymore in this kind of mm-hmm. way. It's so weird living, being our age where we can like, like the other day I was sitting in like somewhere waiting for something and I was like looking at my phone, of course. And then I was like, wow, it was only like, cause I didn't get a smartphone until probably 2010 mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, it's only been like 10 years where when I'm sitting somewhere, I'm not bored because I'm like looking at my phone or whatever. And I was just like thinking about like, oh, wow, like I used to just sit around a lot, just kind of thinking. And it's, <laughs> and it's so funny. It's thinking so funny to losers. think that seems so like foreign, right? Yeah. The idea that you like wouldn't have a phone, but it also was just really not that long ago. And I was totally like an adult still mm-hmm. like it's not like i saw one of I those was like, like many you know one of those many viral tweets you know like the viral tweets that i ever thought i'll share it it goes viral but i did like it which was uh people of our age kind of like mid ish 30s or whatever mm-hmm. we're the last generation that can remember what it was like before the internet but yeah. grew up mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah that's mm-hmm. never gonna like that will never that will never, never happen again happen. obviously cause it can well, happen and once, smartphones but, you know yeah and so, yeah, it's just like so, you know, kind of wild, Rick, remembering all this stuff. Uh, I mean, like, I remember getting myself for cell phone. So, yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, but it makes me, looking at these iPods, like this fourth generation iPod, it makes me want to have an iPod <laughs> again. They're not easy to There's get some, anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I don't want it to be exactly like that, but... I you know oh you I want see, like what a device like a like a music device like a Spotify a Spotify device you know what right. I mean like a like a Spotify device they make one and for I know, the car but it's in like really closed access things called, yeah called I mean I don't think I thing. would ever yeah I would never get it because it's like impractical but uh-huh. I just there's something that is still very 
compel like I still have this yearning of like, oh yeah, what if I just had a phone that wasn't a smartphone and then like a music thing and you know, maybe that would be fine most of the time. You know what I mean? Like it's there's something um <laughs> Like related to that, like so, my kid, my kid, my oldest son just started first grade today, and you know, during the pandemic, we've been doing like you know, pod like home schooling stuff. So this is the first time he's like go to school, and he's like considering like whether he wants to like ride the bus to school. Mm-hmm. And I think if if that starts happening, we'll probably just get him an Apple Watch that has cellular and GPS, so that he can like call us and we could see where he is. Um, and just like not get him a phone for a long time, just so he's mm-hmm. not like on that train. Um, and I was just thinking, like, man, maybe I should just only have an Apple Watch and like not, you know, there's something I don't know. There's just something uh, I'm starting to feel the pull of like, you, you re- know, you're ready to I know, retreat into the woods. No, but it'd just be nice if it like. You know, I know everyone has been like talking and like considering like social media and like what that means mm-hmm. for their interaction and all the stuff. And I, I do, I mean, I totally think it will turn into more of a trend and devices will be made that kind of support that. We're like, yeah, sure, you have a smartphone, but also a lot of the time you don't. Like maybe you just have a phone and a, and I know these things exist, but I could see that becoming more of a thing for sure. Just because I think we're just at such an early point with the social media stuff that we definitely obviously have not figured out as how to be like healthy humans and have this like addictive oh, thing. Young you know? people, <laughs> like younger people, like people that were born into this, they know how to deal with this stuff so much better than we do. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, I have I have two cousins um, in their teenage years and like, they both just immediately would will set up all of their things as private. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's that's a better way to do it. Mm. <laughs> that's a better way. Yeah. That's a better way to do that. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I totally. I mean, absolutely. But I do think like being an adult is different. You know, there's still being teenagers. Like you, you're so susceptible to like your friends and stuff. I think I think there's just something that will happen where adults will kind of I don't know make some like very clear choices about this. I don't know. But we'll I mean who knows, but I I do just like looking at the iPod, old iPod, I'm like, "Oh man. That's pretty. It's <laughs> pretty nice right there." <laughs> Remembering those salad days of yeah. having like the Nokia like candy bar brick phone and like an iPod uh, was felt pretty cool. Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about this episode by going to relay.fm slash tc slash 71.